We have entitled the message, God, the Unchangeable One. God, the Unchangeable One. Brother Francis ministered wonderful last Sunday. We're talking about the anointing. Talking about the word. That faith, what makes a difference is the anointing. And I'm believing God to be able to speak these words that will make a difference in your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus, thank you for my redemption through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word. You sent your word and healed me and delivered me from all my distractions. Father, I humble myself. I receive your word to change my life to deliver me, to guide me concerning your purposes for my life. Jesus, you are the great shepherd of the church, and I am the sheep. I have ears to hear. I have eyes to see. I have a heart that will perceive your will. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive that. The God the unchangeable one. On 25th of October this year, <clears throat> the Father spoke these words to, into my heart by the Holy Spirit. Many of my people say that I'm good, but they still associate me with evil. Many of my people say that I'm good, but they still associate me with evil. God with the death. They associate him with the tragedy, sickness, suffering. I say from the authority of God's word, that's error. That's error. Why is that so? We cannot define God's character by our earthly experiences. I say it again. You cannot define God's character by your earthly experiences. We receive God, we see God, we understand God through the word of God, his word, but it has to be revealed to us. Because religion, you know, can take any scripture and say what, is, what God did not intend for it to say. But then it has to be revealed to us. God is good. God is holy. He's pure. There's no evil in him. If God was evil, then he cannot judge evil. But we know that God is good. So your experience, your earthly experiences, is not actual, does not reflect the true character of God. Why is that so? Because we have an enemy on this earth. But we have to go to the word of God over and over again and set our eyes on his word and believe the Holy Spirit to grant us revelation concerning God in our lives. In, in James chapter 1, verse 17, the Passion Translation says, James 1, uh, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 17, the Passion Translation says, every good, every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect. Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect. Who gave you life? God. Do you know it's good? Do you know it's perfect? Until the enemy came. Until sin came. 
But God is good, and every gift that he gives, he freely gives us, is good and perfect. Streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness, and is never subject to change. God is never subject to change. Oh, thank you, Lord, for, for your goodness. It grieves the heart of the Father when his, people do not, uh, when his people do not expect what he has made available for them to come to pass. It grieves him when his people do not expect what he has made available to them through his son, Jesus Christ, to come to pass in their lives. Listen, it grieves the Father if you don't expect his goodness in 2024. If you don't expect his provision, if you don't expect the, 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 the manifestation of his healing power in your life, in 2024, if you don't expect abundance, why is that so? It's part of your redemption. It's part of your redemption. Why shouldn't you expect it? Why shouldn't you expect it? I'll, get, I'll be offended if I told you, uh, Tina and I, we're coming to your house and you don't even expect us. And we come even to your house and you've locked the door and you've gone. We'll be offended. Huh? We'll call you. We'll send you texts. <laughs> we'll be offended. Listen to this. God has redeemed us. He's redeemed us. He's, he's provided every good thing for his to God. Is, it grieves his heart when his people do not expect the manifestation of his goodness because he's paid the price in full. The reason for our redemption is that we may walk in all what God has made available for us in Christ Jesus. That's the reason for our redemption. It's for us to experience all. I'm saying all. I'm saying all, church. Like what Brother Jerry, Dr. Jerry Savilla has been saying about the maximum. It's all. It's everything. It's everything that is made available. And that's what you should expect. This should be your expectation as you go to 2024. You should be expecting this. Our redemption in Christ is hinged on God's love and goodness to us. What does, uh, does John 3.16 say? For God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. So our redemption is hinged on God's love. God's goodness upon mankind. That there is no evil in him. All, in fact, let me read a statement here. It is the manifestation of his complete goodwill to man. Redemption. Our redemption is hinged on God's love and God's kindness and God's, God's goodness to man. And listen this, it's a manifestation of his complete goodwill to man. Goodwill to you. So why should anyone expect sickness? His will for man is absolutely good. His will for you is absolutely good. Good. 
good, good, <laughs> absolutely good. Why should any believer expect then sickness? Why should you expect to be poor? Why should you expect insufficiency? Why should you expect defeat? You remember Romans 8, 8.32? He who did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us all, how will you not through him freely give us all things? He gave, listen this, he gave the heaven's best. So everything that is hinged on Christ is good. So why should you expect sickness in 2024 and the rest of your life? You say, but I don't expect. But you're not saying, uh, people will get offended if I say, I'll never know one single sick day in 2024. I'll never know, I will not know any broke day in 2024. What do you think? Who, who do you think you are? I said, you see, that's not expecting. I'm not expecting any, any defeat whatsoever because of Christ, what Christ has done. In a sick day, because of what Christ has done. Being broke, because of what Christ has done. I'm expecting abundance. I'm expecting his goodness. I'm expecting his mercy. I'm expecting his love. I'm expecting his favor. I'm ex expecting sufficiency. I'm expecting giving than any time, than anything that I've ever given in the past. That's the gospel. That's the heart of the Father. John 10, 10, 10 and 11. John 10, 10 and 11, the Amplified Classic Fashion. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. That's his assignment. I came, Jesus declares and decrees. And like what, what, what uh, Brother Francis was saying last Sunday, that's, he, he, that's his authority. He's, he, listen to this, every word that he speaks has faith. Has God's faith just like he said in the beginning, light be. So he's declaring, I have come. I have come that you may enjoy life. There's enough faith for you in those words for you to enjoy life. I'm saying there's enough faith of God in those words for you to enjoy life. I have come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till over it overflows. Hallelujah. To the full until it overflows. That's him. That's his goodness. Listen to this and then what Jesus say, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. What do you expect from a good shepherd? I shall not want. What do you expect from the good shepherd? Go to Psalm 23 in your own time. That's what you're supposed to be expecting from the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I want not in money. I want not in finances. I want not in giving. I want not in love. I want not in goodness. I want not in favor. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. He already did that. And can you see Psalm 23 there? He already did that. 
Let me read a uh, word of prophecy that came on 27th October. Now, Wednesday service, we are here. We are actually in the blue room over there. But listen to this. The Lord reminded me of these things. <clears throat> that was 27th of October, 2021. My people ought not to accept the lies of the enemy that dark days are ahead of them. No, they aren't. Dark days are not for my people. Glorious days are ahead for my people. Glorious days. Days of rejoicing, days of abundance. Days of my glory coming upon my people. To the world, it's going to be dark, but not to my people. The veil between this earthly realm into the spiritual realm is so thin and is becoming thinner and thinner because my people are crossing over from the earthly realm into the realm of my glory and are experiencing the powers of the age to come. And as they test and see my glory, and as they test and know my glory, they want more of my glory and nothing of this natural realm. And just as it was with Enoch, Enoch experienced this, and he was no more because the word of God says God took him. Hallelujah. What should consume us, church, is God's will. Completely. If we pursue what the world is pursuing, there's something wrong with that. But if I'm seeking the kingdom of God, as he says, Matthew, Matthew 6, 33, then I am scriptural. Then I should expect this. So don't let the lies of the enemy dominate your minds. And don't listen to what the world is saying concerning your future. Hey, the world doesn't know. Church, the world doesn't know your future. Huh? CNN, KTN, on and on, all those, they don't know your future. How does a certain man of God say that? If they talk about climate change. We know the Bible as the world, as the earth remains. Seed time, winter and summer, cold and heat, that will always be there. So why should anyone dictate my life? The world does not know your future. Don't listen to the world, church. We saw them groping in darkness in 2020. This vaccine and the other one and the other one and the other one. I didn't preach against them, but I didn't take any of them for that reason. And I think if you took, nothing wrong if you took, but that's upon you to judge. But if, if people are groping in darkness, it just, <sighs> you know, you don't know. You don't know in darkness. Listen, listen, don't listen to the world. Don't listen to the world. Dare, I dare you not open that television or switch on that television before having read the word of God. Don't wake up in the morning, click citizen news. Which citizen? Your citizenship is in heaven. <laughs> you better have listened to heavenly broadcasting corporation Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then you can, you can listen by faith to know the facts of things that are happening, but you are responding with your faith. 
I'm nothing against citizen television, you understand that? But I'm talking about the world. Does not know, does not, it, don't listen to the world what is saying concerning your future. Your future is in my hands, and your future is glorious, and your future is filled with abundance, and your future is filled with good things, says the Lord. So don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Rejoice for the hope of the glory which is to come and expect that. Hallelujah. Rejoice for the hope of the glory of God which is to come and expect that. Yes, I know that you have faced difficult things. You have experienced difficult things. But that has never been the plan of the Father for you. So let the goodness of the Father come and overshadow you. And believe that glorious days are ahead of you concerning your family. Concerning glorious day, things are ahead of you concerning the work of your hands glorious things ahead of you concerning your life and lay hold of them by faith glorious things church glorious things church concerning your health it, be, it gets better with God listen to what I'm about to say what I'm telling you it gets better with God. It gets better with God. So what am I supposed to do? Walk with him. Walk with him. Walk with him. Hallelujah. God, the unchangeable one. He doesn't change. He does not change. As we cross over to 2024, I know we will see so many changes in the world. The world has changed and will keep on changing. It becomes, it is becoming darker and it's moving away from God. There are many anti-God decisions and declarations that are being endorsed by many of those in world powers. But thank God for his unchanging nature. Thank God for his unchanging nature. He doesn't change. You, you'll see. You'll see. Not because I'm predicting, because the Bible says so. It will be darker. But listen, Oh, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. But thank God for his unchanging nature. Malachi 3, 6, the Lord says this, I, the Lord, I am the Lord, I do not change. Have you noticed? Hallelujah. If he changed, the sun could have been blue this morning. If we changed, do you know what will happen also? Most likely the gravity, gravitational force could have changed. You could have saved, found yourself in the air. Or lying on the, on the wall of your bedroom. <laughs> but it doesn't change. God is the unchanging one. When you think about God, you should think of the faithful one. Faithful. Faithful. He's a faithful one. Times and seasons do not change him. Neither do they change his purposes. He's faithful one. He's constant. He does not exist in the realm of time. He inhabits eternity. Isaiah 57 is one of my favorite scriptures, verse 15 thereabout. It says, God inhabits eternity. So times and, uh, and seasons do not change him. 
in his eternity. He created times and seasons. He cannot be changed by his creation. He remains true to himself forever. There's a scripture that Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. He says, if you're unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. But I want to be faithful to him. I say I want to be faithful to him. What about you? I want to be faithful to him. What are the details thinking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what you told us. There's a certain place you wanted to finish uh, in, in December. Somehow, I'm already, I'm already in 2024, so I'm thinking last year. <laughs> Seriously, I, I found myself thinking of last year. But actually, it's the, still the same way. I'm already in 2024 in my thinking. But then, uh, here is the pledge. We needed the money. And the pledge was, was not uh, little money. And then he, I received some money. And then I thought, I thought, that's the Holy Ghost thought. Now, this money, I'm releasing to fulfill our pledge, Tina and my pledge, that we had said before the Lord. And therefore, I'm going to release it to him to the faithful one. And because I'm faithful to him in doing this, him is never changed, but he is going to make a way and bring more money than I expected, than I had in my hand. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> to release that pledge, I felt so good. You know, you feel like, have you seen that? Have you ever done something to the Lord and say, not, not, not like... Uh, uh, what's the Cain, the brother of Abel? He had a sour attitude, but but just a good attitude. Say, what about that? And God says this: You'll never outdo me. I will show you my faithfulness. Listen, this: Dare not be unfaithful to the faithful one. Dare not be unfaithful to the faithful one, the only true God. Always be faithful to him. So when you think about God, think about the faithful one. He remains true to himself forever. He is the constant one. Let me define this word constant. Some words here concerning constant. He's a constant one. You remember when you did maths, uh, when they talked about constant? Huh? <laughs> Several of you didn't want that lesson. So I'm going for history. I'm not going to do maths. <laughs> but listen, constant is marked by firm, steadfast resolution of faithfulness. Marked by firm, steadfast resolution. Steadfast resolution, firm, steadfast resolution of faithfulness. That's constant. That word kept coming up in my heart as I was praying and kept coming up in my, hand, my heart. God is the constant one, marked by. When you think about being constant, it's marked by steadfast resolution of faithfulness. Exhibiting constancy of mind or attachment. He's a constant friend. 
It doesn't change. You can depend on him. Let me give you some of the synonyms of constant. Did you get that? Marked by firm, steadfast resolution of faithfulness is ex like exhibiting constancy of mind or attachment. He does not change. We've seen that in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, among other scriptures. Let me give you some synonyms of the word constant. He's dedicated. He's dedicated. God is dedicated to you. Another word is this. He's devoted. Devoted. When you think about being uh, constant, is it dedicated? He's devoted. When he speaks his word, he's committed to make sure that it comes to pass. It must come to pass. <laughs> I've heard Brother Kenneth Copeland say this, that when on, if God says, right now he appears and he says, wow, this is a wonderful the, the year 2030. What, what becomes? 2030. You'll wait for 2024, you will not get it. You will not see 2025, you will not see 2026, you will not see 27 and 28, 29. You are automatically being accelerated to 2030. And your hair does not have to change color. Because God has supernaturally moved you. Hallelujah. If he says in 20, it's 2050, girls, do not, do not worry. You, you remain constant just that way. Nothing will change because it's accelerated time, but it's declared this is the year. That's wonderful. So girls, you know what you are supposed to be doing? Stay with God and you change not. You walk with the one who changes not, what will happen? You always meet with your in the alumni class, you know, meetings, they say you never change. You, you've remained the same all the years. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I have the unchangeable one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Dedicated. Oh, I met, I met with a, actually, I am her grandfather. You know, the way we speak, we think in, in Africa, we think very good concerning relatives. I'm her grandfather. So Tina and I met with this, this girl, uh, when was it? On Thursday? Oh, no, this week, actually, on Wednesday. So we are the fuel station, my, my area, my home area. And they came, some story behind that. But they came and, and the dad said, oh, that's my uncle. And what happens to that uncle? Because I am his mother's first cousin. And actually, my grandfather uh, is called Kimori, or called Kimori. And that is the first, the mother is the first grandchild of Mzekimori. Uh, so, you know, when you're growing up, we see these cousins who are much older. You, you know what? Are you in that kind of family or you are? <laughs> so the son is almost my age. But he calls me uncle. Always it feels so good to be called an uncle by a grown-up. And then so, and so I think I saw that girl when she was so small. But then she said, uh, uh, he said, now, this is my uncle. And you know, that's, this is your grandfather. And I said, yeah, I am. 
And, and, and then she said, and the way you look so young. I said, I'm 50. I'm about to turn 51. You look young. I said, yeah. That always feels good. Don't you know that? When you're told you look young. Especially by a young person. If you are told you look young by your age mates, don't worry so much. <laughs> but a 19-year-old a to tell a man who's about to turn 51, say, you are so young. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good. That, that you should take as a compliment. Of age mates, not so much. <laughs> All right, now look at this then. It's dedicated, devoted, faithful. That's another word for that constant, faithful. Good, good. When he's, he's constant, therefore he's what? He changes not. He's good. He's loyal, steady. And another word is steadfast. Charged by God's authority of his word. He is dependable. Again, the world will change. Listen, people you love even may change. But if you can depend on the unchangeable one, your life is secure. People you love will change. People you thought they loved you completely, they, will ch they can change. But you can be secure and, and put your life right there secure on God's unchangeable, uh, the unchanging one. In Psalm 102, verse 25, Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. It says, Of all you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment. Like a clock, you will change them, and they will be changed. But, let's say it together, but you are the same, and your ears will have no end. <laughs> yeah, you see, the world will change. So many things will change. We'll come even to 2024, you'll see many changes. Don't you think that, don't you know that from 2020 so many things have changed? You noticed? If you haven't noticed, then you've been in the cave. You just came to finish the year outside the cave. But I know you've been out here, not in the cave. So you've noticed so many changes happening. But listen to this. He remains the same, and your years will have no end. Will have no end. Because God and his word do not change, then we can truly put our trust in him. Church, we can truly put our trust in him as we go to this new year. Truly. Truly. You can be sure that he has you. Oh, come on. How did I put it? Okay. We know that he's constant, and therefore our lives are secure in him. Because he lives. You can face tomorrow because he's the unchangeable one. Life is what? Worth a living? Because he lives. Oh, you should stand this evening and look at 2024 
and tell him, tell 2024 who you are in Christ and what you expect. Don't, don't pray, decree. Don't pray, decree. Do you, do you see the difference? Don't pray, decree. You are the redeemed. Let me give you a, uh, let me show you from the scriptures about a, a, a type of redemption. When the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, before they leave, left Egypt, in the house of the Egyptians, there were tragedies. It was dark there, but there was light among the Israel, Israelites. That's a type of redemption. They were plundering them. I, am, I have heard prophets of God, true prophets of God, talk about great inversion, financial wealth inversion, than ever before I am seeing from the scriptures of that transfer of wealth from the hands of the wicked to us, the righteous people, who are rich toward God. In fact, the Lord kept reminding me of this, Davis. I know all the hearts of men. I know all where they have their wealth. I know all the offshore accounts. All of them. Every bit of offshore account, I know them. What is it that, is, that has kept those accounts? Greedy. Mostly what is happening is hoarded. Huh? It's hoarded. Let me walk a little bit over here and wake up some people who are sleeping. <laughs> Come on, young man. Just sit up nicely and you'll feel better. Yeah, that's good. Hallelujah. It's not on camera. Don't worry. <laughs> Pastor Wade told me he was in a meeting and a certain man of God took water and kept moving around and found a certain preacher who was dozing. And what did he say? Amen. And, and the preacher, amen, amen. <laughs> and had water on his face. <laughs> so, so listen this. Than ever before, I'm so convinced of, of that wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Let's, let, me, let me show with you a little bit since it comes up in my heart where, where we reach, we'll reach, and we'll continue next week. Oh, anyway, is that the fast? You've prepared your chicken? You have marinated it? Is that so? When you've marinated that chicken, it's just waiting to be put in the oven. So it's okay to stay here. What about if we stayed here until 11.59? None of you is convinced regarding that. <laughs> what plans do you have on 31st when you are supposed to be celebrating in the house of the Lord? <laughs> Let's go. Lord, do I share this? Hmm. Let, let me share it next time. Another time. I think I'll, I'll, I'll teach some things regarding that. But than ever before, there's that transference. And it's going to happen. I've heard it being prophesied over the years. 
I had uh, Charles Cubs, some of you know him, he's in heaven now, but prophesying about that, and he's, he prophesied in the 80s, I think, and then ever before, and I'll say it again, uh, be faithful to the unchanging, unchangeable one. Be faithful to God. Listen, he knows everywhere. He knows everyone. I'll give you an example from the scriptures. It's Luke chapter 12 of that rich fool. When he had the harvest, he started saying, I will do this. I will store it. In actual, in actual sense, you're saying, I'm going to hold this for myself. I'm going to keep this for myself. While people are hungry, do you know all the money that is in this nation in some few individuals, some, some fool's hands, do you know that it can feed this whole nation? Do you know that? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. And Bill rose. But it's hoarded by some few rich, fool people. Do you think we'll have drought? Or if we even during the time of drought, do you think anyone will be hungry? Not at all, church. Not at all. But listen, God knows where that money is at. God knows that, where that money is at. He told that rich fool tonight, your soul is required of you. And who will spend all that money? Where will that money go to? I shall say to Davis, to Davis. All that man will go to Davis. Well, then he says this, Jesus said this, so is he who is not what? Rich toward God. So listen to this. You must make up your mind. Your passion, your pursuit is to be rich toward God. Obey him in everything that he puts into your hands. Obey him. When he tells you give, give. Don't negotiate. Give. If he says give everything, the, as, as long as you are hearing him, not, not being forced by a certain man to give. You understand? We don't. I've gone to meetings and you feel like some, a preacher's hand is on your, on, your, on your head, on your neck, just forcing you to pray. Give. Give. You need to give. What? God doesn't do that. Teach us. And he does. And we'll have faith in our giving. Let's go again. Let me read another uh, prophecy that came on, out on 2nd August. This year. Listen to this. It was again on Wednesday prayer meeting. 2nd August. I like listening to the Lord when I'm praying. I believe, I've been teaching, remember for some time I've been teaching on 2nd Timothy 1 about perilous times. And then that evening we were here, I was praying here, I was kneeling over here. Then I stood up and I said, I believe I've received some insight concerning times that we are living in. In 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 about perilous times, in other words, it's dark times, Fierce, hard to deal with, but that is, that is of the kingdom of darkness. That is the manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. Because, you see, 
The enemy knows that his time is short and that he's about to be thrown into the lake of fire forever. But what about the children of light? Glorious times are ahead of them. And they are about to enter into the eternal liberty in Christ, even the redemption of their bodies. Every day we are living, we are closer than ever before to the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is happening, our bodies will be changed and will be like him. And listen to this, so when it's dark, we should be expecting that to happen. Glorious times. Don't forget, church, he's coming back for a glorious church. So dark times are not ahead of the church. Dark times are not ahead of believers. Glorious times are ahead of believers. Really, that's in Ephesians chapter 5. Jesus is coming back for what? For a glorious church. So why would anyone say dark times ahead of us, believers? Not so. The world, yes. Don't expect darkness. Don't expect defeat. Don't expect lack. The glory of God does not have lack, defeat. He's not coming back for a poor, unhealthy, weak, church. is coming for a glorious church that involves healed, whole, strong, reaching out to others, wealthy church. Amen. Come on now, those are good news. Don't repeat what the world is saying. Repeat what the word of God says. So listen to this, glorious times ahead of them. And they are about to enter into the eternal liberty in Christ, even the redemption of their bodies. So they do not wait until that time, because they are people of faith. They live by faith. You don't wait for that time. Listen, you are in Christ. You've been raised together with Christ. You've been made to sit with Christ, far above all principality and power and dominion and might. In Christ. So you don't wait because you're not bound by time. Faith, faith, faith is not bound by time because faith does not live in the realm of time. Faith lives in the realm of God. Why would I say so? Can I say, can I validate that from the word? Why would I say so? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word. So in essence, the word of God have his faith. Whose words are they? They're God's words. So God's word has faith in it. If there was no faith in God's word, you couldn't have been receiving any if you only you had the word of God. But you receive faith by hearing God's word because the word of God is full of faith. Whose faith? God's faith. God does not live in the realm of time. Therefore, his words, remember he says this, his words are eternal. So God does not live in the realm of time. So faith is not in the realm of time. That's why he says in Hebrews 1, 11, 1, now faith is. Is that clear? So listen to this. People of faith don't have to wait. Now is. 
glorious times, glorious days. Even when they are perilous times, they gaze at the glory. They expect the glory of God to manifest in their earthly bodies. For you see, as the scripture says, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God. And not. So because there are dark times, it doesn't have to be dark. Because this, there are dark times, it doesn't have to be dark in your life. It, the type of redemption, it wasn't dark in the heart of Goshen. Come on now. There was life in Goshen. So you see, because of the future that, okay, let's see. Light, so because there are dark times, it does not have to be dark in your life. Light, the glory of God should be visible in your life. As you look at your Redeemer, as you anticipate even the powers of the age to come, to manifesting in your life, it's like a great rehearsal of the things that you're about to enter into because the Son of God is coming soon. Woo! Hallelujah! You know, if you are walking by faith, as the wedding day comes, you become more glorious. You become more excited. But if you've been walking by budgets, you get stressed out. <laughs> it's Friday evening. And say, ah, this wedding. I, I, I don't know why you, the pressure of people to have a certain kind of a wedding at the expense of others. Don't get into that, young man or young lady. Really. Really. So it's like a great rehearsal. Listen, we're about to be caught in the air. We're about to go home. Hallelujah. Glorious days. Because it's dark in the world. It doesn't have to be dark in your life. Because it's dark in your life. It doesn't have to be dark in your life, church. Not at all. I'm telling you that if you mix your faith with these words, you'll enjoy this coming year. And it will be another year, 2025. And it will be another year. And it will be another year. Hallelujah. And one time you'll be home to enjoy forever. Amen. Because there are dark times, your life doesn't have to be dark. Or it doesn't have to be dark in your life. Let me continue here. So you see, because of the future that he has in store for you, do not be like the people who walk in darkness. But stand as a person of the light, as a child of light. And expect light. Expect the glory of God. Expect the leading of the Holy Spirit. And as you do this, your life becomes better and better. Your life becomes better and better. Every one of you, every one of you, with no exception, God desires that for you. Your life becomes better and better. You do not have to say words of the world people of doom, of darkness, of insufficiency, of taxes. You don't have to. You know, and people say like, oh, they, you know, they're, uh, the huge taxes and the life has become so difficult. I say, not mine, 
realize even believers. Naringa tu. Naringa nani ya Yesu? <laughs> Apostle Paul said, let, let, let your glories, O boss, boss of the Lord. It doesn't have to. I'm telling you, by the authority of God's word, it doesn't have to be in your life. It doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to be. And listen this, you don't speak that. You don't speak doom. You don't speak darkness. You don't speak insu insufficiency. No, say words of the glory, sufficiency. Glory, provision, strength to do the will of God. And do your assignment very well because you have been provided for by your Redeemer. Hallelujah. People struggle when they are out of assignments. But as long as you're in that assignment and doing the will of God, you don't have to struggle. You know the victory. Listen to this. Yours, meaning even that assignment, is not earthly. It is heavenly. Just as we have seen concerning the Son of God, he did not rely on the earth to accomplish the divine purpose for which he came for. He relied on the Father. He relied on the Holy Spirit to accomplish the will of the Father. He did not rely at all on the earth. He wasn't a celebrity. He didn't rely on likes. <laughs> Do you remember sometimes he healed people and they weren't even to stone him after that? He didn't rely on likes on, on uh, YouTube or Facebook. No people get, st get stressed out, you know, and they don't get any like on Facebook. No one has seen this like. What, what has that to do with anything? Did you say the truth? Are you believing the truth? Are you speaking the truth? Okay. It is the same with you. You have received the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. It's the same with you. You have received the Holy Spirit. Heaven is standing. A great cloud of witnesses standing, cheering you on. You're not alone. A great cloud of witnesses is standing, cheering you on. So do not faint. Do not grow weary. Look at your Redeemer and keep on expecting that glory to just come around you, to manifest through you. And you will know provision. You will know divine health. You will know strength. You will know peace. You will know heavenly presence no matter where you are and no matter what happens in this life. Hallelujah. You will know provision. You will know peace. You will know God's protection. You will know sufficiency. You will know no matter what happens in this world, God has made that available to you, church. God has made available that available to you. That was the 2nd of August. Why, why is that so? Because he's the unchangeable one. He's constant. Let me give you some keys then of what to do for to see the manifestation. In James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, there are several keys there. He says, therefore, submit, mark that word, submit to God. Begins with submission. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now submission to God, that is submission to his will, and all what he has for you and I 
is his complete goodwill. There's no darkness in him. So when you submit to him, we are submitting to every good thing that he has. What does that mean? We are carriers of light. Therefore, we can resist the devil first by submitting to him. Then we resist the devil and he'll flee from us. I don't know if this means anything to you, but the first time I heard it being said, I thought, man, that's attention. And write it down, probably meditate on this. I had a certain man of God say this. The devil is programmed to flee when you are submitted to God and resist him. He's programmed to flee. He has no choice. You really have to meditate on it to see what I'm saying. I remember years ago, a certain preacher was speaking. I was having breakfast and I was alone, so I went to watch television. <laughs> uh, you know, so I was having breakfast. But he said, he shouted, you, he said, you are a new man in that body. God made you a new creation. That, that did something to me. A new man in this body. So found. But you have to meditate on it. Listen to this. The purposes of God, the plans of God, the word of God is not going to happen just because the year has changed. Faith is what activates all this. Faith. Believing God for his spirit to reveal, oh, I'm going ahead of myself, but look at this. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And then what follows, next verse 8, draw near to God. You have what? Submitted to him, you resist the devil, and then you draw near to God. That, can rem that reminds me of even Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Mosa, draw near to God. And what happens, church? He'll draw near to you. As long as you're drawing near to him, he'll draw near to you. And then he says this. Now, now look at this. You, you've been drawn near to him. And he says then, the next scripture is, Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Don't live a lifestyle of sin and expect the manifestation of the glory of God in your life. God is holy. If you've been living in an ungodly lifestyle, repent of that. Don't continue living that way because, listen to this, for people who will pray, we are playing or living double, dark times ahead of them. And the devil likes those ones. What believers say, like every night, my, my neck is being rotated by the devil in a dream. Why? There's an open door. <laughs> There's no curse without a cause. You, you understand? Why? I kept running and running until I said, Jesus. And I woke up. Why should you be running in your dreams? Who's supposed to go after another? <laughs> Cleanse your life. If you know you are not living right in your life, if you know you are living a double life, any life, lifestyle, especially immoral lifestyle, especially immoral lifestyle, cleanse your hands. Or with an immoral lifestyle, you'll be consumed by darkness. 
the house of God should be clean. Sex, immoral sexual relationship should not be known. The world has become wild. <laughs> the church should be where they're supposed to be. Grace does not license you to sin. Grace teaches us how to live what? Godly lives. So immoral lives there should not be. We cleanse our hands. The Lord and I say, Lord, I submit myself to you. I resist the devil and he'll flee from me. I draw near to you, Father, and you've said you'll draw near to me. I cleanse my hands from sin and I purify my heart from double-mindedness. And he says this, lament and mourn and weep. That seems to me like you can come into fasting and prayer, which you're about to come into. Enjoy, by the way, this tomorrow. We're about to enter into prayer and fasting. And this time, we, I need your commitment. We need to be in covenant. That you'll not be eating out there and then come and say, oh, we are lifting holy hands. No, no, no. We have to be committed. We're in covenant. Hallelujah. So he says this, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. It sounds to me like fasting. A, a, a life of, of being remorseful. And then let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. And then what follows next? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will do what? He will lift you up. There are keys there, church. Submission. Learn submission. Husbands and wives submit to one another. Not women submit to me. No, submit to one another in love. Walk in love. And then draw near to God. This is what I'll give you another key. Go to 2024 and say this. I'm going to live a lifestyle of seeking God. As a lifestyle, I'm seeking God. And then draw near to God. Cleanse your hands from sin. Purify your heart from double-mindedness. Just walk in the word and walk in love. And, and, and anything that is an appearance of sin, just put it away. Check out your heart over and over again. Check out your heart. Don't give the devil a, a chance. Check out, check out your heart. Confess your sins. The Bible says, if anyone says that he has no sin, he de deceives himself. Confess your sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's First John chapter 1, verse 9. Don't live a double life. Listen this. It's becoming darker. There's so much corruption. As a member of the body of Christ, don't, uh, don't involve yourself in corruption. Oh, they may fire you. They may fire me. Let them fire you. God has a better place for you because you refuse to compromise. Promotion is coming. Refuse. Oh, I will not get that tender. Oh, I'll not get that. Oh, come on now. Just refuse to bribe. Refuse to bribe. That is not exciting you, but I'm giving you keys. How will you experience glorious days ahead of you? And then, and then humble yourself, purify your heart and humble yourself. Give the word of God first place in your life, a day-to-day -day life. Another thing is pray and listen to the Lord as a lifestyle. Pray and listen to the Lord as a lifestyle. Don't just pray. Pray and listen. 
Pray and listen. Believers sometimes pray, 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 pray. Well, have you heard what the Lord has said? No, but I'm praying. Huh? If you come to the house and you talk and talk and talk and talk and never said any word, what, what do you feel? I just look at you and then you go back. Oh, by the time I want to talk, you still want to talk. When, when, uh, when I was first time, you know, first time seeing Tina, and I'm preparing to go meet with her, and she, you know, she didn't think of getting married to me, so I'm getting ready. Like I'm going for her to minister to a crowd of one million. To hear God accurately. So I'll talk, and I'm talking, and I'm talking, and I'm talking. And I said, would you say something? No. Ha. Huh. And I'm excited. I'm talking. She's just looking at me. I walked by faith, and I still walk by faith. And I got married to her. 20 years experience. <laughs> but she wouldn't. She didn't respond. No, it was like I've talked. And she's just looking at me. Anything? No. Then finally she asked me. <laughs> I remember, I remember, it used to be in a certain place called China Plate in Westlands. We used to like those places in, with Pastor Maxwell and my friend Henry's in China. And we, he liked China Plate. We liked their food. So then uh, one, one, one afternoon, uh, we talked and talked. Uh, uh, no, I talked. Not we, we talked. I talked. And I talked, and I talked, and I talked, and she asked me one question. Tell me, why do you want to get married to me? Has God spoken to you? I, I said, you know, I don't want to say that. But since you've asked, yes, he, has spoke, he spoke to me. What did he tell you? He told me this, and this, and this, and this. He told me this, and this. He told me this, and this. He told me this about your life, and this. And this is what you wanted to do. And she looked at me and said, and why hasn't he told me? He said, because you've not been listening. <laughs> even, even when a donkey is speaking before, you are not even listening. <laughs> but she asked me, I said, because you've not been listening. Even now he's speaking to you, but you're not listening. Anyway, she listened. We got married. <laughs> pray and listen. That's the point. Pray and listen. Don't just pray. Pray and listen to the Lord. That's a lifestyle. Lord, what am I supposed to do? Go to a place. Go to a parking place. You know, even if you're parking somewhere, ask, Lord, where should I park? Lord, where should I park? I don't know how many times, you know, I've, I've misplaced something because I'm orderly in placing things wherever I place them. Orderly, for sure. And then, so if I miss something, I say, Lord, where did I put that? Please help me. And I hear him. Say something, just an impression. I may not even hear a voice. Go to such and such a place. I go there and say, oh, Lord, you always help me. You always help me. Order. Let me not, not talk about your house. Let me continue with the word. Listen to this. He's the great shepherd. You are the sheep. Expect to hear his voice in everything. He's the great shepherd. You are the sheep. That's the keys to living that glorious life. He's a great shepherd. He's the great shepherd of the church. You are the sheep. Expect to hear his voice in everything. Please, in your own time, read John chapter 10. You are the sheep. Expect to hear God. 
Expect to hear his voice in everything. Jesus amazes me. He's walking and there's a crowd and people around and they, they all can just say thronging him. And then he turns and says, who touched me? In the midst of that crowd, he was sensitive to the Father's will. It can be crowded. You may be in this evening in a crowded place. Don't get into the spirit of the crowd. Get in the spirit of the Father and ask him, Lord, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? All people are moving out of the country. All people. No, that's not. We are not. I'm not. Tina and I are not moving out of the country. We're here. But everyone is going. No, that's not true. Don't follow that spirit of the crowd. Listen to God. Listen to him. Expect to hear his voice in everything. He has, listen to this. He has specific instructions he wants to give to you. He has specific instructions he wants to give to you. In Proverbs 8, verse 10 and 11, quickly, I'm winding up. This season, our, our messages are being shorter. I did 15 minutes on Christmas, the, that presentation. Did you all like the Christmas presentation? Uh, do, you want, do, you, do you expect another one, glorious, that's that? Oh, not some few people? Uh, okay, oh my goodness, I, I enjoyed that evening. And thank you all for all who invited friends and relatives. I greeted so many relatives and so many people went behind there. We had a red carpet, wow. <laughs> and I said, uh, I invited my Baba, guys who shaves me. And he came with his, the wife couldn't come, but he came with his uh, children. And then, uh, so, no, 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 that, that's, that's not the one who said this, the, not the child of a baba. But we had also a security guard. Uh, I invited him to come, but he didn't come, but the wife and the children came. And, and when they came in, they, they told the father, my goodness, that place was different. Of course, the father knows the place because he lives in the, he works in the ministry. That place was so different and on and on and on. And they were talking into the night of how different it was. And then say, when we went in, we thought the president was coming. <laughs> we found a red carpet. He's thinking, why are you talking about what are you talking about? Until he started seeing the photo, say, oh, now I understand what they're talking about. But he said, when they came in, they saw the red carpet, they thought the president also was going to be in, in, in here. He was the king of kings. It was his birthday. Hallelujah. Birthday celebration. What else? I told the leaders, we must make it Big for the, our King, for our Lord. Next year it will be bigger. Amen. Hallelujah. Bigger. Why? The world are doing it for selfish reasons. Why don't we do it to honor our King? And the team did so good. Oh my goodness. They worked and worked and worked. And, and all of wonderful. It was all wonderful. I just enjoyed it. Pastor Carlos was so excited. She saw the photos. I'm watching it on YouTube. Oh my goodness. This is the best you've ever had. Oh my goodness. You've never come to this level. You took it to another level. I said, we wanted to honor God. Wanted to honor his presence. Not for us to look big. He's big already. But we make him big in the eyes of the people. 
Hallelujah. That's a glorious year God has in store for you. Listen to Proverbs 8, 10 to 11. Receive my instruction and not silver. God has instruction for you. Make decisions based on the anointing, not on money. Oh, I've seen that mistake among believers. When they have money, they are everywhere. They don't ask God. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Listen, ask the Lord many times until it becomes a revelation to you, what I'm about to tell you. If you make decisions based on money and not on the instructions of the Lord, money has become your God. And is a lousy master. He's about to disappoint you. Never make decisions based on money. Make decisions based on what the Lord wants you to do. Even if you have tens of millions at your disposal, don't make any decision based on what you have. Ask the Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? He becomes your Lord and he has become your Lord in everything. Many believers, they are okay until they get money. You don't see them. They are everywhere. We see on status. Nothing wrong, you understand. But, but listen to this. You better listen to the Lord. You better listen to the Lord. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Are you going anywhere? No, I can't go anywhere. I don't have money. You see? You're depending on money. While he's, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I say, go. Go? Yeah, if you told me to go, then I'll go. If you tell me to go, I'll go. Supply comes in obedience. Don't make decisions based on money. Make decisions based on the anointing. Make decisions based on the word. Make decisions based on the impressions of the Holy Spirit. Even when money is speaking louder than the voice inside of you. Expect the operation of the spirit of wisdom in, your, in the knowledge of God to manifest in your life. Expect that. You can check it out in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 in your own time. Expect the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Like what Ella Francis was saying last Sunday, it's the anointing that will distinguish you. It's the anointing that will distinguish you. It's the anointing. It's the anointing factor. This is the way Jesus said he'll build his church. You remember in Matthew chapter 16, I'll build my church based on what? Revelation. Pursue revelation, knowledge of God. That means you have to be in the word. Lazy Christians don't get much. You can't sleep for 10 hours and expect anything good to come on. Except a slimy face in the morning. If you've been sleeping 10 hours every night, what do you expect? A milky mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about even if you don't smile. Have you been sleeping for 10 hours? What, what will you be doing 10 hours every night you're sleeping for 10 hours? When are you sick in the kingdom? And then when you call at 10 o'clock and say, where are you? I'm, 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 you know, my phone was off. What are you doing? I'm praying at 10. Why would you be praying at 10 a.m.? You're supposed to be working. Okay. <laughs> you should be praying when people are asleep. 
Oh, Pastor Wei told me, oh my goodness, I, I was used to praying and reading the word throughout until I was employed in the ministry in, in January 2002. And I became busy, I became tired. Prayer time become, it started becoming a heavy burden. <sighs> you know, those, you, you've have, you have been corrected many times during the day. Adjusted many times. Let me use the word adjusted. Many times during the day. You go in the evening, all corrections are in the mind. All the mistakes you made. I became so weak inside of me for some few weeks. Pastor Wade asked me, Davis, I want you to come to my office. I said, yes, sir. I went, I said, Davis, I can tell you're weak, son. Because he knew me before then. Man, I was the Bible school on fire. Throat. He said, yeah, Pastor, because I'm working too much during the day, I don't have time to pray. He said, <laughs> he said, let me tell you something, son. <laughs> your prayer time is your own time. When, when do you sleep? I sleep at night. That's your prayer time. That's the time for the word. Anyway, it became my lifestyle, and that has been. I don't care how busy it is. I will, I will crawl out of bed. Even if I'm yawning 16 times before I pray, that's fine. But I'll go there. Because I know that's the source of my strength. You, you see what I'm saying? You see, I'm too busy nowadays, I don't pray. You are being deceived by the devil. And let me give you a secret. When you become busy in the natural, become busier in your prayer and in the world. Oh, you realize that which, is, which takes long for others to do, it will be just snappy for you. Why? You're working in the Lord. Amen? You're working in the Lord. Okay, let me I say start winding up. Oh, no, I'm not winding up. I still have some few things. Let's see. But I'm winding up a little bit. Then I'll wind up. Be aware that the devil wants to deceive you. Be aware of that. That the devil wants to deceive you. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 26 to 27. So have you gotten some points here? From James 4, 7 to 10. I showed you the plan. I showed you your place. What you're supposed to do as an individual. Give the word the first place. Pray and listen to the Lord. Listen to the great shepherd of the church. You are the sheep. will give you specific instructions. Receive his instruction. Proverbs 8. Of wisdom and revelation. The knowledge of him to manifest in your life. This is the way the Lord say he'll build his church upon revelation knowledge. Be aware then you have an enemy and he wants to deceive you. The moment God has spoken something does not mean the devil is going to sleep and wait for it to come to pass. It's time to rise up for spiritual warfare. In 1 John chapter 2, 26, 27 says, These things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Oh, Kenya, our beloved Kenya. I got a text the other day, when was it, two days ago, that, uh, who is this now, a certain number, he said, uh, dear tenant, this is a reminder to make your rent payment on time. We have changed our rent payment method to a new bank account, pay bill number that, account number that. Please ensure that you use this new payments details. Thank you for being prompt with your payments. I responded, wrong number. I'm a landlord and not a tenant. <laughs> oh, it's here. <laughs> it's here. 
I responded to that text. I'm a landlord, I'm not a tenant. <laughs> Don't send me text from committee prison. Too late. <laughs> it felt good to say that. <laughs> I'm not a tenant, realize wrong number. <laughs> Find a tenant, not me. <laughs> but can you think about people who want to deceive each other? And people send money. And then, and then the landlord is showing up and saying, you haven't paid this month. They say, but I paid. I say, where? We haven't received them. I paid. Here's a you, who did you pay to? But you sent us a text that you've changed the account number. Did you call to confirm? Don't be naive. Don't be deceived. You are tithe, are you? Don't allow the devil to steal from you. Listen this. Uh, so um, uh, these things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning how many things? All things. And it's true. And it's not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you'll abide in him. Listen to him, church. Make decisions based on that anointing inside of you. Not what is popular, not what people are saying, just that anointing inside of you. You will know it is right for you to do. You will know when it is wrong for you to do it. You'll know right inside of you. The fruit is the evidence. The evidence. You will know, church. Say, I know. Because the anointing is in me. You will know. You can have a sweet, sweet-talking man, and you know he's not the one. He talks and just landed, but you know he's not the one. You just know in your heart. Darling, darling, darling. Oh, no, I know. These are not the glorious days that the Lord was speaking. Giving you a piece of good advice. Divine counsel. You, you have the anointing. Don't forget, it's not in the pastor's. Only it's the believers anointing. There is the one called by my to the my, the office that I'm called to by God. But listen to this: every believer, every one of us, on a daily basis, you know, right inside of us. I know when I get into a business uh, to buy something, and I know when they are money trying to manipulate me to buy something from them. Salespeople listen to the anointing, not your manipulation. And then the, the last, so the, the, another point, very important, be part of your local church. Be part of your local church. Participate in what your local church offers to you. Your church community is very important to your life. I've heard believers talk about since 2020, changes that have come. I don't have to be in a church. <laughs> a certain individual uh, sent me a text saying, uh, I will... Until the Lord blesses me is when I'll be in church. Oh, yeah. I stopped going to church a long time ago. Oh, okay. People just get into their own ideas, their own world. Oh, I'm being hurt by church. You aren't hurt by Jesus. You're hurt by mortal men. Then do you get offended at him? No. You forgive and make sure you be in the body of Christ. 
Well, who is your person nowadays? Online. 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 Not you. I mean, you know you belong to, to a church, but we're talking about the other one. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the man of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Something that I really encourage you in the local church, corporate prayer. I really so believe and I'm determined in the name of Jesus to break barriers in 2024. I already perceived some things that are supposed to be doing. We must break barriers. And listen, that is true in your life too. You must break barriers. It gets better with the Lord, but you have to be a seeker. You have to submit yourself to him. You must pursue him. Cleanse your life from all uncleanness. Over and over again, renew your mind with the word of God. Submit to God. Listen to the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Don't forsake the assembling together. Participate in your local church. Prayer meetings. Come in corporate prayer. Fellowship groups. Force of victory. Youth ministry. Get involved in what God has in store for you. Pre, I mean, the marriage course groups, like what we just finished in, in 2023. Wonderful. Get part, be part of that. Oh my goodness, it's been wonderful. Tina and I have been married for 20 years, but it's like something new. We learn something new. I'm becoming sweet at words. Huh? Sweetie, sweetie. <laughs> we can sing sweetie, sweetie song. <laughs> oh, you, you learn things. Listen, don't ever stop learning. Don't ever stop learning. I had a certain gentleman recently came to my, to my study. He said, my goodness, you have all these books. I said, oh, somewhere in the boxes, actually. He said, you know why I buy books? Mostly for me, mostly. I, I do some. Some I can read from cover to cover. But some of them, the Lord can impress me and I can get it from a certain book. I will read that portion. And I, I'm done. That's why I like getting my own books. But nowadays, get them on Kindle. Read them on the phone, sit down somewhere, can read. It's wonderful nowadays. Ignorance is expensive. Study. Study. Did you hear what I said? Study. Know what, what the rights you have. Listen to the word of God. As leaders of this church, we are committed to God and his call upon our lives that we may minister to effectively. Our commitment is to God forever to seek him and to minister to the word of God. No propaganda. With our praise, praise and worship team and the choir, we are committed to, to rise up to another level of the presence of God than anything we've ever known before, that people are touched by God's presence. We will not perform. We will not do cutwheel up here or somersault. We will give you the living word of God. Every meeting come prepared. Every meeting come prepared. Prepare your heart. Pray for us. Get in the spirit praying for us. Pray more in tongues than any other prayer. 
And then with all that, Happy New Year. Hallelujah. But I have a prayer we want us to pray together. Can you have this, uh, please? And we go up over here. You can leave the rest there, my phone and all this. Martin, go up. That's fine. You go start playing. You just leave the rest to the other guys. If I can have that. Hallelujah. You stand on your feet, please. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's okay. Put it down. Glory to God. Well, did you receive the living word of God? Did you receive the instruction of the Lord? God wants you whole. God wants you strong. God wants you to go into your future so strong. The sound mind. Everything he has in store for you is good, church. Hallelujah. Can you just worship him? Just thank him. I want you to pray this prayer of commitment to do his will as we step into 2024. Say, Father, say it from your heart, Father. Thank you for my redemption. Through your son, Jesus Christ, who is my Lord, I ask you to forgive me for areas in my life that I've not fully submitted to do your will. Forgive me from all sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Right now, I choose to submit to you and commit to you to follow you for the rest of my life. I commit to follow your will for my life. I ask you to open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart to perceive your will for my life. Thank you, Father, for helping me as we cross over to 2024, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Do lift up your hands to him. Father, through your mercy and through your grace, you are the unchangeable one. The world will change, but you'll never change. We choose to trust you. We choose to honor you. We choose to seek your kingdom. We choose to walk in the paths of life you have for us. We choose holiness. We choose righteousness. We choose honesty. We choose love. We choose life, we choose health, we choose prosperity, we choose abundance, we choose obedience, we choose submission. We choose to honor you in this house and to honor you in our families. We choose to honor you, Father, even in our secret thoughts. We choose you the Lord God Almighty, the unchangeable one, 
the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we choose life. Say it, I choose life. I choose prosperity. I choose obedience. I choose submission. I choose love. I choose God's goodness. I choose health. I choose abundance. I choose provision. I choose to be a giver, to be rich toward God, and to obey Him for the rest of my life. I will not serve the world. I will serve the Lord God, the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. I choose holiness. I choose purity. I choose honesty. I choose love. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says, as said before, life and death, blessing and cursing. But he goes on to say, choose life that you and your descendants or your children may live. Choose this life. Choose prosperity. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Choose wars that will honor God. Choose wars that will obey Him. And choose your submission to Him for the rest of your life. Father, we've chosen. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I choose to honor you, Father, surpassing this church. I choose my commitment to honor you and to listen to you concerning what to tell your people, what you are speaking to your people. I choose consecrating this place and all this ministry, Father. Pastor Carl and I choose to honor you and in no ways compromise, but to honor you, Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We choose that which is right. We choose that we will honor you. We choose abundance. We choose to be lovers of God for the rest of our lives. And Father, we give you praise and thanking you for 2024. We bless 2024. The blessing of God in January. The blessing of God in February. The blessing of God in March. April, listen to the blessing of God is upon you and we walk in the blessing of God. In May, in June, July, August, oh, you are blessed. Good things are ahead of us. In September, in October, in November, in December, and hallelujah, 2024, December, wonderful month. We speak, God says, I crown the year with this goodness, with my goodness. So 2024, you've been crowned with the goodness of God, and we expect goodness. We expect goodness. We expect the goodness of God in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise and glory and honor for the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. God bless you. The blessing of God as we cross over to 2024. The Lord bless you. From that which I'm called by God to do, I speak this blessing over you, that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
My people, says the Lord, shall dwell in peaceful habitations. I speak that over your life. I speak that over your home. I speak restoration. I speak peace. I speak deliverance. I speak healing. I speak healing. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for your goodness upon your people. Your love and faithfulness. And we praise you, Father. In Jesus' name.